Hello, friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus, this Bible study right here on our website. I love to go to the Word of God. Uh, In this time that we are living, God still has purposes that He has revealed through promises that He has made to you and to me in His eternal Word. And today I want to talk to you about that. In the midst of all the crisis, we can talk about the wars and the rumors and the earthquakes, and we have and we will. We can talk about where we are in Bible prophecy, and we will do that. But God is not going to put us and His purposes for our life on hold in the midst of these end-time events. In fact, I believe He's going to cause an acceleration of His purposes and promises. He wants us as His true children to represent His kingdom to a lost and dying, helpless and hopeless world. Amen. Before the Antichrist comes and brings a false peace, He wants His church to rise up and and show the path to true peace. Glory be to God. Amen. People are are questioning uh, the leaders of the world. They're questioning the scientists. They're questioning the medical uh, professionals. They're questioning the educators. They're questioning the, the financial experts. No one has the solutions. No one can speak uh, a, any words of hope and encouragement about the future because it is filled with such uncertainty, fulfilling the prophecy of the end times that there would be distress of nations with perplexity, with puzzlement. And while all of the people and systems that we have historically put our trust in to solve and resolve issues and problems, uh, while, while we cannot do that any longer, there is a sense of, of uncertainty that is enveloping the entire world. Even young people today are not hopeful like they were uh, 30, 40 years ago. Ah, but friend of mine, in the Word of God, we find hope. In the Word of God, we find help from above. (laughs) Hallelujah. So today we're going to bring you a subject that is very, very important, that God wants to bless in spite of all of these things and showcase His church and therefore reveal His kingdom to this old fallen world. Kingdom of man is shaking and will fall. The kingdom of God is eternal and will rise up and be forever. Hallelujah. And so it's not too late to possess the promises. I want to bring that to you today as a teaching. It's not too late to possess the promises. Now, I want to make a statement before we read from Joshua chapter 18 verses 1 through 3. Joshua 18, 1 through 3. It's not too late. Maybe you've given up on a promise of God that you prayed about and have not yet received or have never received, or maybe you've come to the point of not even hoping that you'll ever receive it. But I want you to know the promises of God are yea and amen to everyone that believes. Amen. And it's not too late. (laughs) You may have prayed for 30 years for something. It's not too late to possess the promise. 
Amen. The promise is available to those who will rise up in faith and possess them. And they are yes and amen to everyone that believes. The problem is when we pray uh, to receive a promise and we stand upon the word of God and that promise is not manifest yet, many times we get discouraged and we give up before that promise can be manifest. That's why the Bible says, and one of my most quoted scripture, amen, is out of Hebrews chapter 10 where it says, but you have need of patience or perseverance that after you've done the will of God you may possess the promise cast not away your confidence therefore which hath great recompense of reward for he that shall come will come and he will not tarry in God's timing it's going to happen just like the walls of Jericho they walked around it in the ark before them one time, two times, three times, four times. There's not a crack. There's not a crumble. There is absolutely no indication that nothing is going to change in that defiant wall that said you can't take this land that God has promised to you because you can't take this city. Amen. That's, that would be the gateway to that land. Listen, no. If they had stopped short of seven times, if they had not persevered in obedience to the word and faith in God, that wall would have kept them from going any further. There may be a wall in your life. There may be a wall of defying what God has purposed and promised to you. A wall of defiance, a wall of doubt, a wall of fear, a wall of deception by the devil. And I'm going to go so far as to say a wall of false teaching from the pulpit that doesn't define unto you and declare unto you and me what is ours in Jesus Christ to possess. So we're praying for things that belong to us. We're asking God to do things that He's done for us. I, I like, I, I really like what S.D. Gordon said. He said, when you are in the thick of the fight, when you are the object of attack, plead less and claim more. I want to say that again. When you are in the thick of the fight, when you are in the object of attack, plead less and claim more on the ground of the blood of Jesus Christ. Don't just ask for victory. Claim His victory to overshadow you. Praise God. Amen. Well, let's read Joshua 18, 1 through 3 on, on It's Not Too Late. I want to say it again. It's not too late to possess the promise. I want to make a statement here. Faith is not complacent. True biblical faith actively and aggressively pursues God's promises and provisions. In Joshua 18, 1 through 3, listen, and to the whole congregation of the children of Israel assembled together at Shiloh and set up the tabernacle of the congregation there. And the land was subdued before them. And there remained among the children of Israel seven tribes which had not yet received their inheritance. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, How long are ye slack? 
to go to possess the land which the Lord, the God of your fathers, has given you. I like one translation that says, How long will you wait before you begin to take possession of the land which the Lord, the God of your fathers, has given you? That is past tense. Friend of mine, the first step in taking possession of your possessions is to identify biblically, scripturally, what is legally yours. That's why you need to take heed how you hear, and you need to take heed what you hear. You're under a teaching somewhere. If you're a church member, if you attend church regularly, you're under a teaching. Make very sure that whoever is preaching to you and teaching you understands themselves what all of the benefits and blessings that have been procured for us when Jesus died upon the cross. This is, this is, this is something that belongs to us because God has provided it for us. So the first step is to identify what is biblically, scripturally, and therefore legally ours. Someone has said it very clearly, nothing is beyond the reach of prayer except that which is beyond the will of God. Amen. That's why the scripture said, and this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the petitions we've desired of him. <laughs> Hallelujah. I used to put it this way, and others have put it this way. When you have a no-so faith, it is based on the knowledge of his will that is revealed to us most of the time. Through his word. Sometimes it is dropped into our heart by the Holy Spirit and we see it clearly. But he has to reveal his will to us in order for us to pray with a no so faith. And the word of God is the primary means and vehicle for his will to be made known. By the way, his promises are another way. Amen. Whatever he has promised us, he has purposed for us. Because if he did not purpose it for us, he would have never promised it to us. <laughs> Amen. Some teaching is so vague, we could never, through the, the teaching that is being brought, we could never ascertain, discern the will of God enough to claim it. And therefore, we sit back without receiving that that is ours, that that has been purposed for us and promised to us, and we do not by faith possess it, and therefore we do without. And what do we do? If we, if we don't understand that it's up to us, it's our slackness that is, is keeping us from that, rather than God's unfaithfulness or God not willing it for us. Listen, if he's willed it to us. He's willed it for us. Can you say, man? You know, it'd be like going into a, someone called up and say, some very generous, wealthy person has named you in their will. Are you sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so? Is this your address? Is this your phone number? Yes, yes, yes. Then you be in my office for the reading of the will. And in the course of the reading of the will, your name is called and, and to your name interjected, I leave X amount. <laughs> and you say, well, you know, I'm not sure that uh, he really wants it for me. 
Well, if he promised it to you in his will, and he must have purposed it in his heart to give it to you, you don't have to pray about that. You have to claim that. It's yours to claim. And I dare say that you would claim it by faith. <laughs> that if he, if, he, if he had it to give you, <laughs> and he's willed it to you, that, that, uh, that you'd be very foolish, wouldn't you, not to claim it. By the way, if you think it's going to ruin you, then, then <laughs> go ahead and claim it and invest it in our ministry. We'll invest it in, in the souls that are going to come to Christ in this crisis time. And so many are shaking. Amen. If God didn't want it for us, He wouldn't have willed it to us and revealed it to us in His Word. Amen. And 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 to stimulate our faith gave us a promise. Glory be to God. For the promises of God are yea and amen in Jesus Christ. Could it be that many of us haven't had enough clarity and discernment in the Word, in the Scriptures, by the Holy Spirit? We haven't heard what we need to hear to identify what is ours to be claimed and then by faith to claim it. You see, friend, it's not too late. To possess the promises. I, I preached a, a, uh, a revival years ago in Merritt Island with another minister. We took turns each and every night. And when it was my night to speak, the second night, uh, there were three Catholic nuns that came and the church was full. They sat in the corner in the back. They were wearing their black and white attire. They sat down so they were very obvious uh, that they were Catholic nuns. But they came for the Word of God. Friend of mine, the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen. But they did something that, that a lot of Christians don't do. Uh, they, they wanted to hear the Word. They were seeking truth, therefore. They were, they were obviously looking for more uh, than what they had been given in Catholicism. They were looking for, for the, the Christian faith, what is presented uh, in the Protestant. <laughs> Amen. And they came, and the power of God God was so strong on the song service and such an anointing to preach the word. And the first thing they did when they sat down, they had a Bible with them. And they, they, they all three took out little notepads and took out pens. And as I got ready to speak after praying, they had their pens on ready. They were going to take notes. You know what Paul said to one of the churches in the New Covenant? He said he, said he commended them because after he spoke... They went home and searched the scriptures to see if what he was saying was true. They had the old covenant and Jesus is there in Isaiah 53 and, and, and his birth is prophesied and where and how and when. Oh my goodness gracious. Wouldn't it be something if we could take this particular scripture and, and, and take it to heart? where it says we need to give the more earnest heed to the things that we have heard, lest at any time we let them slip. So many things in the Word of God that that we just let pass over us. That's what that word slip means. It means to pass by, to pass over. 
in the nautical sense. It would be a ship that was supposed to come into the port and be loaded with cargo. Amen. Listen, so that it can take that cargo to its destination. But instead of coming into port and being loaded with cargo, it passes by. It was supposed to come in and receive that, but it passed right on by. That's what it means to let it slip. You see what God wants. He wants, He wants to load us, to upload, amen, the Word of God into our life that He might download, amen. Praise God the blessings and the promises and the purposes of His heart into our life, amen. Whatever, whatever we ask in prayer and in faith believing, we shall receive glory to God. This is the basis for that confident faith in God. Amen. So the first step is of taking possession of our possessions is to identify what is biblically and scripturally legally ours. Someone has said it very, very truly. Nothing is beyond the reach of prayer except that is which is beyond the will of God. This is the confidence you see that we have in Him, the Scripture teaches. If we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. <laughs> and if we know that He hears us, we know that we have the petition we've desired of Him. That is no so faith. Praise God. Friend, it's not too late. I want to say it again. It is not too late to possess the promise. Amen. Maybe you say I've, I've been praying for years and nothing happened and now I don't even, I don't even have the faith to believe that it's going to happen anymore. Well, that's why we're teaching this today <laughs> because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. God wasn't just putting them down for being slack to possess the promise. He was encouraging them that it's not too late. All the other tribes are enjoying the blessing that God has purposed for them in the promised land. Uh, you are not, for whatever reason, amen. It is a challenge to get up and cross over. It's not too late. He's telling them it's not too late. Hallelujah. You don't have to wait indefinitely. You can claim the promise of God, you can receive the promise of God. Hallelujah. Listen, before we can boldly lay claim to anything, we must have scriptural authorization. Listen, they were laying claim to the land which the Lord God of your fathers hath given you. They had knowledge of the will of God, a special revelation of His purpose for His people. Listen to Acts 20 and verse 32. It said, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of His grace, which is able to, see it's not too late, listen, to build you up and give you an inheritance among them which are sanctified. Praise God. I like Philip's translation. It's old, but it's still relevant today. Amen. He said, Now I commend you to God and to the message of His grace, which can build you up 
and give you your inheritance. And I love the Amplified, a modern, uh, 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 not just a, a translation or a paraphrase, but kind of a, a well, it amplifies it's using the, the Greek meanings of the words. Listen, and now, brethren, I commit you unto God. That is, I deposit you in his charge, entrusting you to his protection and care. And I commend you to the word of his grace, to the, to the, and, and to the counsels and promises of his unmerited favor. He, it is able to build you up and to give you your rightful inheritance among all God's set apart ones. Praise God. Well, look, let's, let's look at the, the promise here in Joshua chapter one, one through four. It says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. Every place, listen, that the sole of your foot shall tread on, that have I given you as I said unto Moses. And now he puts the perimeters from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. He identified the the, the land. When they went over and spied out the land, every place that you put your foot upon within those perimeters and parameters that he has set. Amen. Friend of mine, he said, that belongs to you. That belongs to you. You see, God uses his word to establish his will and to accomplish his purposes. In that meeting in Merritt Island, I held up my Bible and I said, the will of God is revealed in many different ways. Some things are very personal to us and the Holy Spirit speaks it into our heart and into our mind. Amen. But the majority of the will of God is revealed and I held up my Bible revealed to us through the word of God. God. For every promise in the Word of God is the purpose of God for us and therefore the will of God to us. And I saw those nuns going to town in their notebooks. Praise God. Amen. Because we were being challenged to possess all that Christ has purchased for us at the cross. You see, Abraham had a word from God, a holy promise. And the result was an unwavering faith. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. It says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. You see, Abraham had a word from God. He had a holy 
promise. And he acknowledged, I'm serving a God of the humanly impossible. I'm serving a God who can raise the dead. Amen. And it's no marvel that he can bring to pass his promise to me in my life. And and here's what happens when we take God at his word in verse 19. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, which meant he was too old to sire children when he was about a hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. This was a double negative, you see. Amen. Sarah had never been able to have children. She had been barren from birth, and she could never bear children. And he was a hundred years old. And listen to verse 20. If he didn't consider his own body, and he didn't consider her barrenness and her age and stage of life, he staggered or did not doubt. He staggered. That's what that word meant, did not doubt. He did not doubt. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Again, faith cometh by hearing. Take heed how you hear. Take heed what you hear. I don't know what you're being taught. I don't know who your teacher, preacher is. But I know one thing. We need to be challenged to go over and possess the land. Someone needs to identify what is ours. If it's in the Bible, if it's in the Word, if He's promised it through the Word and by the Word of God to us, then faith will come to possess it. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. We won't stagger anymore at the promise of God through unbelief, but we're strong in faith, giving glory to God. You see, faith honors God, and that's why God honors faith. Hallelujah. And being, listen, fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. Now, where it says able here doesn't just mean he has the power to do it. It would read in everywhere it's put in this kind of context, faithful and able. Because if he's got the power to do it, but he's not faithful to release that power to perform it, amen, then it will do us no good. But if he is faithful and he is able, then we can be fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also faithful and able to Perform. In fact, God, his own record is saying he watches over his word to perform it. Hath he not said it and will he not do it? And verse 22 says, and therefore it was imputed or put to his account for righteousness. Glory be God. Amen. Friend of mine, when we believe God, it honors him. That's why I said without faith, it's impossible to please him. Amen. For they that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a, a, a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Friend, I'm telling you today, it's not too late to possess the promises of God. It's not, it'll never be too late As long as we have life and breath, we have the capacity to receive the Word of God and build up our faith 
Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen to Colossians 1 and verse 9. It said, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Praise God. I like the Amplified as we close today. That you may be filled with all the full and and clear knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom that is in comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God and in understanding and discernment of spiritual things. You see, knowledge here in the Greek means precise and correct knowledge. To know in the fullest sense. To become thoroughly acquainted with. To know accurately. That's what we're seeking to do today, to rightfully divide the word of truth. Glory to God. If you continue in my word, Jesus said, you'll know the truth. Amen. And the truth will make you free. I want to encourage you today, dear friend. It's not too late. It's not too late. We may have been slack to possess it because we didn't hear it clearly. We didn't perceive it. We didn't understand it and comprehend it. Ah, but friend, it's not too late to get back in the Word. Amen. It's not to give the more earnest heed to the Word of God that God may download. Amen. This great truth of His purpose, all the blessings and benefits of the cross are ours to be claimed in Jesus Christ. So that God, God wants to upload all of that into us through His Word and by His Spirit that He might download to us all of the promised, provided, purposed blessings that flow from the cross. (laughs) Hallelujah. Someone has said, the church of Jesus Christ, not a denomination, but the church collectively and corporately is weak and anemic today because she lives below her privilege of power. Amen. Listen, we don't only live below our privilege of power, but our privilege of promises that are ours in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But it's not too late. This not is not a word of condemnation. This is a word of challenge to us today. It's not too late to possess the promises of God. Amen. Joshua's telling them, hey, rise up. <laughs> rise up. You've been slack, but now it's time to rise up. This is the land your fathers have been promised, and you are inheritors of that promise. It's time to just cross over Jordan today. It's time to take the land, take possession of our inheritance. 
inheritance today. Oh, dear friend, I want to see you healed. I want to see you delivered. I want to see you set free from mental anguish. I want to see you set free from habits, those chains that hold you so tight that you prayed for and been prayed for. Ah, but when the prayer of faith is offered and there's faith to receive, we possess what God has purposed and promised for us. It's time to rise up. It's not too late to possess the promises of God today. For they are yea and amen to every one that believes today. Everyone. That's you. That's me. Today. Oh friend. God loves you so much. And his love is expressed through his son. God commendeth his love to us. And while that we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Hallelujah. In the thick of the battle, S.D. Gordon said, When you are the object of attack, plead less and claim more on the grounds of the shed blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's time to possess our possessions. Today, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you have no possessions. You have no rights in the kingdom of God or right to the kingdom of God. Ah, but friend, you can. You can. It's not too late for you. The first thing you can possess is the promise of forgiveness if you will repent of your sin and confess your sin and receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. You have a promise. You can possess what God has purposed. He, it's not His will that any perish, but that all come to repentance, that all inherit eternal life. Come to Jesus today. Possess Him as your Savior, and He will possess you and confess you as His child before the angels of heaven and before the Father. Come to Christ today. You have a promise of forgiveness and a promise of deliverance today. Don't let the death of Jesus be in vain for you. Come and be saved. Come and be healed. Come and be delivered. Come and be set free in Jesus' name. 